Hello. Hello. I'm Kate Butch. And I'm Caitlin Powell. And this is Queers Gone By, the podcast where we talk about nostalgic film, TV and snacks and try to work out if that's what made us queer. And today... Today... We're taking a little break from recording a main episode. Because we're hungover. And we're taking a trip down memory lane to revisit some of our favourite moments from the past year and recording of this podcast. So we've picked our favourite ten clips... Top ten Queers Gone By moments. <laughs> and are presenting them, sans context of course... For your listening pleasure. To kick us off, here's one from a recent episode where we came dangerously close to identifying exactly what made us the way we are today, which could have jeopardised the entire future of the podcast. This is... Oh, we didn't specify. If no one's seen Pingu, number one, <laughs> what the fuck um, are you doing here? Okay. Um, they're five-minute episodes. They're on YouTube. Go watch them. Yeah. Um, it's a family of claymation penguins. Um, and Pinga, the little camp little baby penguin who yeah. looks like a little penguin chick... You know when they're like a little bit ugly? How dare you? But you know like the majesty of penguins? Yeah, and then the Tilda Swintons of, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that video of, it was on, it went round Tumblr circa 2012. Oh, uh-huh. all the time. It's these penguins coming down some stairs. Like adult ones, like the sleek black and white uh-huh. ones. And then this grey disgrace is like, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm coming down the stairs too. <laughs> I love an adolescent penguin. Oh, that's how I feel most days. I yeah, I'm coming down the stairs too, <laughs> to the inconvenience of all. <laughs> I'm just trying to live my life. I know you're not pleased about it. <laughs> Remember when we could record episodes in the same room as each other? Nor do we. So here's a throwback from January 2020, where we had a crack at some pop psychology. I think the, the, the star of the show is the voice. Yeah, she's excellent. Do not react. Do not react. You are the saboteur. <laughs> um, your inner saboteur? Pardon? What about your inner saboteur? Oh, yeah. Having an inner saboteur is pretty fucking queer. I oh, mean, yeah. RuPaul is always like, but what about your inner saboteur? And it's like, some people, I mean, some people just live in their lives, Ru. <laughs> My inner saboteur's name is Nancy. <laughs> Delolio. Yes, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That came from deep within. Nancy Delolio lives inside me. And she's like, <laughs> she's just you shit. Yes. <laughs> Nancy Delolio. Now, some people might think of this podcast as some frivolous queer nonsense, but we're not afraid to ask the tough questions. Oh, at all. The more I'm thinking about this film, the more I'm on the side of the T-Rex. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But um, they, they're like, we need some bait. And it's like, okay, yeah. you Sarah, she's a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, no, no, we're going to use this child who's about to get murdered by a dad. Yes, they oh use God. Ducky as bait. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, surely, this is what I was thinking, why the fuck does the T-Rex run after her? Like, she's so tiny. In comparison, that's like that's like a pretzel. Would you run after a pretzel? No. You'd run after Yes, like, yes I would. <laughs> you'd run after a chunky Sarah. Also, they're all like tiny children. Yeah. It is Yeah, but yeah, don't Yeah, be yeah, like the size scale goes from like Petrie, Ducky, mm-hmm. Sarah, Spike, Littlefoot. Yeah. But to be fair, I would run after a pretzel and every elderly lesbian I know would also do the same. <laughs> yeah, okay. So they got this bit very accurate. 
especially annoying pretzel. <laughs> this is a well, a well researched scene. Yes. <laughs> oh, like a cheese topped pretzel. Oh. Oh, oh, I mean a little snacky pretzel, not a big doughy one. Oh. I mean a little crunchy one. I'd still run after one of those, to be fair. Okay, fair, fair. I'd <laughs> after a doughy pretzel. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> what have you got against doughy pretzels? No, no. Or just birthday stage. Doughy pretzel. <laughs> fine, a twiglet. Would you run after a twiglet? I've just had a bag of twiglets. I fucking love twiglets. <laughs> I mean, same, but it's running. Would you run for a Twiglet? I'd probably, like, briskly walk for a Twiglet. <laughs> okay, okay. And that's Cat. I'm very good at power walking. <laughs> In the Horrid Henry universe, I think paint is just readily accessible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, even in lockdown, he manages to paint over all of this before his mum gets back. Yeah, with the help of Moody Margaret. And I'm like, where are you getting this paint from? Moody Margaret? This exact match of paint. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, Moody Margaret's not going to go to fucking B&Q by herself. They're going to be like, you're a child, get out. Can they Can they kick a child out of a B&Q? That sounds know, like... <laughs> you, you wouldn't... Uh, what's it called? <laughs> you steal wouldn't, a handbag. Yeah, you wouldn't steal a handbag. You wouldn't kick a child out of B&Q. <laughs> But I'm sure paint is, like, a substance. Yeah. I'm sure, sure there must be an age restriction. You're not going to let a ten-year-old have a tin of Dulux, are you? Okay, do you want me to theorise how this is possible? Go on, then. Okay, so, they painted Henry's wall. Obviously, parents hate throwing paint away. I don't know why, it's just a thing. So they probably put it <laughs> in the shed, being like, oh, we'll use that for another thing. Moody Margaret pops over the little fence, grabs it, sends it up to him. You're, you're so right. Thank you. Now, when you record a new episode every week, tensions are bound to arise and friendships will be tested. But in our very Glee Christmas episode, we came across a startling and pretty heartwarming revelation. But I think Darren Chris is very charming. I like early Kurt and Blaine because they're really cute. Where are we in, in the timeline of that? They, they oh, haven't well, dated just... yet. No, 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 no. He's just moved to the school. The school, yeah, yeah. I think he knew Blaine slightly beforehand. Like, they'd met a couple of times. Right. And then he was like, They're... oh, you can be out and gay in this school and no one's bullying you. Which, Actually, like... Maybe it's not... I was maybe a it's not like... being out and gay. Maybe it's just being insufferably annoying. <laughs> also, like, I think... Well, maybe it is a stereotype that in private schools, the guys all, like... Embrace... Back. Yeah, that for a few years and then become massively homophobic for the rest of their lives. My dad went to boarding school. So did my dad. <gasps> Maybe they <gasps> fucked each other. No. <gasps> <laughs> Maybe we're sisters. <laughs> now, since Kate admitted she doesn't wash her vegetables before she eats them, I've often been concerned about how she gets her five a day. And then it becomes very obvious that if you take the comedy out of it, this is just two men proposing to torture a child. It gets so a little I'm going to bite off his fingers. I'm going to bite each of his fingers off one by one. Yeah, I'm going to burn his head off. It's like, oh. <laughs> now, I love a carrot baton more, more than the next person. But I don't think I could bite a child's fingers off. 
you? I should explain the cognitive leap that just happened there, shouldn't I? Yeah. Um, apparently, it only takes the amount of biting that a carrot ba- it takes to bite through a carrot baton to bite through a finger. What? But your brain is like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fucking bite off my own finger. Which, good for my brain, coming through with some kind of self-preservation thing for the first time in 24 years. I just tried to bite off my own finger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, so if if you were, like, blindfolded, someone was like, open your gullet. I've got um, a little baton They put a little thing, and they're like, chomp, chomp onto my crudite. No! Or you'd be like, I'll put some hummus on it, babes. I'm not a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you'll be like, is it a finger? Surely you give <laughs> and it they'll a be little... like, oh. No, nope, doesn't smell like a carrot. Carrots don't really have a big smell, do they? If it's covered in hummus, the hummus will disguise the smell of a finger. You can make a finger smell like... like anything. Cruci- crucially, I think uh, <laughs> a carrot doesn't have the texture of skin. But once your teeth are through it, you ain't stopping to think what the texture's like. Oh, uh, in this situation, am I just blindly chomping? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, no, you're, you haven't closed anything around the finger yet. Oh, right, like, okay. The finger I is suspended. Like, okay, let me just reach my finger up and, and grab the carrot baton, and they'd be like, no, no! <laughs> it's an experiment. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> they'd be like, no, the carrot baton is already between your teeth. So you just need to shut them. Just chomp, chomp onto it. <laughs> the lines of consent that have been drawn here are <laughs> Is this not what happened in your Dusseldorf attic? <laughs> this this sounds like a kind of thing that would take place in a Dusseldorf attic. We were thrilled to launch our Patreon in 2020, and in an exclusive episode, we couldn't help but poke holes in every Doctor Who story ever written. If I had to choose one character who isn't the Doctor, one villain, like the Master as Harold Saxon, John Sim, the best. So good. Mm. What's he up to? No idea. He was, he was a bit rude turn. about Doctor Who fans, wasn't he? Was he? Fair enough. He's like, oh, Doctor Who fans are all fucking losers. I'm like, true, John, but d- don't I mean... say it. <laughs> What's that mean? Just because it's true, you shouldn't By say Simpson. it. Simpson. <laughs> She's right, but she shouldn't say it. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, uh, what's yes. dodgy? Oh, John. Yeah. He had that show about Mars. Life on Mars. Time travel. <laughs> Which was not about Mars at all. <laughs> not about Mars at all. Time travel, though. Yeah. 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 Which Catherine yeah. Tate parodied. Did she? In her show with um, Tom Ellis, who's Lucifer and was in Miranda and was in Doctor Who when Martha went around the world saying everyone to tell the Doctor on the same day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, did she go around the world on the same day? No, no, I don't she know. spent all year doing it. A year, yeah. And then she's like, everyone say doctor at the same time. Was she in, like, fucking India? Trying to fucking sign language her way through? How did how did she communicate <laughs> in different languages? <laughs> well, like any Brit abroad, she spoke loudly and slowly in English. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> and a large orange juice. <laughs> Orange juice. I know you're probably sick of this, but this white man is going to be our (laughs) saviour. I know, I know. (laughs) 
And look, far be it from us to give our unsolicited opinions and try and fix a TV programme that was made 15 years ago, but sometimes we have to step in. I was like, oh, I thought I remembered them turning into mermaids at that point. Oh, that's kind of weird. And then it becomes clear why they can't turn into mermaids at that point. It has to be later because they have to be rescued by who, Kate? <laughs> this is the water police. Get in the boat. It's the water police. <laughs> you can't police the water. What are you going to do? Lock it up? this and it is apparently a thing i just can't believe they would call themselves the like wouldn't they say coast guard yeah coast guard or like sea rescue or something like not the water police (laughs) you're breaking the water laws (laughs) you're arresting dolphins what the fuck are you doing (laughs) put your water hands up you're under water arrest Oh my god. This is the water police. (laughs) It's the fucking water police. It's so stupid. I don't think I ever laughed so hard in an episode. (laughs) I had to go back again and listen to it. I was like, they didn't just say this is the water police. They did. They bloody did. God. Oh. And then they go home. And the next day, Emma's like, off to practice my swimming. Yeah. She gets in the sea, and ten seconds later, can you believe it? She's got a bikini She's fucking warm Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> whatever they're wearing, they instantly change into wearing a bra. Yeah. <laughs> really ugly bra as well. Really ugly bra. And I'm like, mm. did the water do that, or the man that created this? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, that's a... Yeah. Um, at the same time, uh, Cleo's having a bath and she's yeah. turned into a mermaid. Uh, Fucking hell. And at the exact the... same time, Ricky goes near a sprinkler. <laughs> it's just got more and more stupid. <laughs> and there's like a single CGI water drop that they obviously spent, spent thousands of dollars on. <laughs> and it like... It like touches Ricky, and then she's like on the fucking floor. Yeah, like how has no one seen this? Also, so they have to, in order to transform back into humans, they have to get dry. So she needed to like get out of the way of the sprinkler in order to get dry. So she clearly had to fucking barrel roll along the grass, <laughs> <laughs> and then just flop about in the sun for a bit. the sea or the bath to dry off they never show us that and it must be the best bit I'm <laughs> like flopping around on the sand trying to get warm <laughs> I guess like letting the bath out and sitting there like a beach whale <laughs> yeah literally that's the worst part of a bath for me wait do you sit in the bath while it's draining no just like that concept but like oh, if, okay. you, if you're an old person and you have a bath with a door in Oh, yeah. You have to open the door, get in the bath. You just sit there in an empty bath naked, waiting for the water to fill up. Then once you're done in the bath, you have to wait for it all to drain away. You're sitting there like a naked beached whale. Mm. You have to get out the door. If When my knees and my back stop working, I'm just going to take myself off to the (laughs) sea. I'm going to go in a a Zodiac, and I'm going to just let someone push me out. Let a man with a bad fringe push me out into the sea. 
And that's the laugh you'll hear of me. I'll do that for you, but only if you're standing the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody calls the water police on me, I'll be fuming. This is the water police. Place is the water police. <laughs> and I was also I was thinking at this point, like I'd be so bad with this life because I'm quite a sweaty person. Yeah, that's true. They live in Australia. Well, if you so if you sweat a little bit, does that does it have to be someone else's water? Like, what if someone spits on your face while they're talking to you? Well, someone pisses on you. <laughs> That'd be my career out the window. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, so in the TikToks, there's loads of jokes about them drinking water and like turning into mermaids. But, like, and I don't remember that as a plot line. But if we're taking the logic that a single droplet of water on your hand can turn you into a mermaid surely taking a sip will do the same they just have to drink diet coke for the rest of their lives oh god think of the teeth (laughs) think of the skin if you can't drink water yeah this is very upsetting they've not thought this through (laughs) i'm gonna have to watch every single episode to find out you're telling me H2O just said water hasn't thought it through. We don't hate everything we watch. Just most things. In fact, some TV shows give us gifts and phrases that last a lifetime. And he's like, my name is Rumpelstiltskin and I'm going home. And I was like, bitch, me too. My name is Rumpelstiltskin and I'm going home. (laughs) And that's the end of that story. And, um... Then, oh my Jesus Christ, um, someone's like, oh, it would be so tricky to have a name like Rumpelstiltskin. What a long, complex, convoluted name. And Barney's like, I don't know. I think it might be a lot of fun. And then... And you were like, sing it! (laughs) Do the song! And um, they sing the song, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name is my name too. Whenever I go out, the people always shout, They go, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. It's a banger. It's a pure banger. Yeah. And... I won't apologise for how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. Um, I must have annoyed my parents for so many, like, hours singing this song. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's just that same verse. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. they do it quietly. Um, yes. <laughs> and sometimes they do it loudly. Mm-hmm. And who and should be meet. disturbed by this <gasps> ruckus? <laughs> the queen herself is Baby Bop. Fem top Baby Bop. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make some merch that just says Femtop Baby Bob? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I Basically, I want a tote bag with that on it. <laughs> <laughs> Femtop, Baby, Baby Bob, Bob is, is the answer to the question, um, what would it look like if Sarah from The Land Before Time uh, mm-hmm. was anthropomorphic and worse? Yes. She's got the same vibe as Marie from Aristocats. Oh, she fucking has. Don't me, so me, don't that one. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's very iconic that. yeah she sounds her. a bit like bernadette peters and patty lapone uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they voice at the same time and they just merge the actors <laughs> it's very it's it's somewhat grating 
Uh, yeah. It's very Foghorn-esque, but mm. she knows what she wants and she knows yeah. how to get it. Femtop Mary Pop. <laughs> and finally, an anecdote that was heard around the world changed my life and made me grateful for everything I have. I know the person whose mum was the tutor for uh, Matilda, the touring show. <gasps> Amazing. So she had to tutor all those little brats. So amazing. Is, oh, is this your friend's mum who told us how the Amanda Thrip tube works? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't seen the musical, they fucking throw a child down and shoot. They do. <laughs> it's incredible. And you can see it in the theatre roof. Yeah. Oh, the Thrip tube. tube. Amanda Thrip. <laughs> oh, they're, they're making a film of the musical. Isn't that already a thing? No, it's the film of the musical. They made a film. Why would they do that? What? Oh, right. Wait, why are they doing that? Money. And you know who's playing ah. Miss Trunchbull? Is it good or bad? It's pretty good, If it's James Corden, I'll kick off. Oh, right, okay. Um... <laughs> Imagine James Corden! <laughs> it's Taylor Who Swift. It? <laughs> uh, it's Rafe, Rafe Fiennes, I think. What?! Yes! Unless I'm very much mistaken, Bay it's Ray Fiennes. Oh. <laughs> what? Remind me. Of... You've told me about this, but I need a reminder of Anal Bay Can I say that? Okay, this is all rumour, speculation, and anything Conjecture. else I say. I don't know. Yes. Um, our mutual friend, I won't say who because I do not want to get into trouble. Her brother was working at the National Theatre, wherever Man and Superman was on. Yeah, Where, probably So let's say National Theatre. And apparently Ray Fiennes is a lovely man, very charming, very lovely, pleasant, all that. And um, apparently he came in one day and was just in such a foul mood and was in that foul mood for like a week. And so they tried to find out why he was in such a bad mood. And I think like his makeup artist or someone found out. He told her. And th this is why it's so unbelievable, because it's as if he would say this out loud. But I believe it's true. Um, <laughs> he was angry because he'd had so much anal sex with his girlfriend that he was having to pay for her to have reconstructive arse surgery. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 I know! I know that's definitely not true! I know it's definitely exaggerated, but no, it's so true! <laughs> I mean, it's so we don't get sued, it's definitely not true, but also... <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. Don't say why would you... <laughs> why, why? I don't. <laughs> the fact that that story is out in the world just makes me so happy. Oh, the other really good <laughs> Have you been uh, carrying around a secret with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell everyone I meet. Um, <laughs> the other really good Ray Fine story someone was being like, oh yeah, um, tell us your weirdest celebrity interaction stories. And someone was like, I walk past Ray Fiennes staring aggressively into a Ryman's, eating two bananas, one in each hand, and taking alternate <laughs> bites. <laughs> I love 
Ray Fiennes more than anything I else in this world. I love Ray Fiennes. Oh my god. <laughs> and now he's playing Queer Eye on Miss Trunchbull. This could not get any better for me. We'd like to thank you for joining us on this little retrospective. And for tuning in every week. We're so excited to be kicking off Lindsay Lohanyary next week, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you follow us at Queers Gone By, wherever you get your Auntie Linda's terrible anti-vax opinions. And until then, keep, keep femtopping! Fem-topping.